So depending on where you're tuning in from, I just want to say good afternoon, women of Exodus. And thank you for joining us for another episode. Yes, I'm I'm so excited to say that another episode of Beauty from Ashes with Kid and Fox. So you guys know I'm your girl Kid. And I'm Fox. And today is a very, very special episode, and I am uh, truly grateful uh, that today Fox and I are going to be joined uh, by a wonderful family friend, uh, just beautiful person just all around. Um, and uh, the topic, you guys know, this is uh, for us, We Fox and I are, we wanted to make this a two-part series. So, uh, our last episode, we were, uh, for those of that you don't know, that it may be, it, this is Mental Health Awareness Month and something very near and dear to our hearts um, in terms of mental wellness. And we talked about the topic of stress our last episode. So we wanted to take it a, a, a step further uh, this time and dive a little deeper into mental health, not only just mental health, but all of the things that are associated like mental illness. Um, now I know when we titled this, uh, mental health and suicide. Um, however, I want, uh, to really just kind of, um, set, you know, set our audience up for what we're going to be talking about today. So, um, forgive me if it get, you know, if I, if I have to take a pause, sometimes it gets, a uh, just to kind of have Brandy here with us is, uh, I'm going to let Brandy kind of uh, tell the story, but I really just wanted to take a moment and to introduce you to Brandy Williams. Uh, and she is going to share her story and her experience. Um, so um, getting a little bit personal, uh, last year we lost uh, my cousin, uh, Jordan Williams, who was uh, battling with mental health issues and um, unfortunately uh, he wasn't able to overcome that battle and we lost him to uh, to this uh, to this disease and uh, I, I just wanted Brandy to come on and just really share with us because I really think this is something that we don't talk enough about you know and I'm you know, Fox and I, we've had many conversations <laughs> behind our own mental wealth and hellness, uh, excuse me, hellness, because sometimes that's what it can be, right? Um, just our own mental health and wellness. And so I don't want to hold this up because we really got a lot to do, but Brandy, thank you. Brandy, I appreciate you for agreeing to share your story with us today and uh, give us some more insight to... Uh, First of all, Jordan, uh, one of the sweetest beings I've ever known, um, and just your experience as uh, a wife, a life partner, a mom, because you and Jordan had two beautiful boys. Um, so I really want you to just kind of, before we dive into the topic of this, really just kind of set us up because this is the opportunity for people to get to know, you know, Jordan as the man, as the husband, who he was. So please talk to us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, first off, good morning, everybody. Or afternoon, depending on where you're at. Um, Jordan, um, let me let me start by saying this. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like he is like the poster child for mental health because when you look at the surface, you most people wouldn't even understand like how could someone who um, was just this fun, loving, huge heart um, gentlemen, I mean, he still said yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, to everybody. Yes, he um, did. <laughs> when he, you could have been 20 years old or 45, and he was going to say yes, ma'am, no, sir. Um, he very, very much so valued respect. And so he not only expected it, but he gave it. Um, huge heart, giving heart. Um, 
he gave whether you had or didn't have. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he would he was the guy that you might be a millionaire and he's pulling out a hundred dollars on your birthday to give it to you, you know, and don't don't even know you. Like he's done these things. And um like you said, beautiful family, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. great business. Um he had a quality for nice things. He knew he he valued quality over quantity. Um and obviously just a great husband, a great father, despite his battle. Right. And um, I believe that for him, he, and what I, and I realized this like over the years and even more so after the fact, it was, it was because he did carry so much to heart that everything also affected him. 10 times more than it might have affected the the average person. Um, And so on the outside, he had it all. But on the inside, it was just an ongoing pile up. Um, You know, and it it really did start from from birth. It it started when his mother left him with his father at three days old and struggling with that deficit of, am I good enough? If my own mother didn't want me, what does that say about anyone else? And so the loss of his mother and her not being around and then moving forward and then not having, um, uh, his brother was murdered in high school. Right. Then his, um, son, our firstborn, passed away. And that really was kind of like the cherry on top of it all. Um, that's, I think, what that was the situation that kind of just like sealed the deal and like just really made him say, like, God, why me? Like, what, what is wrong with me? Yeah. For all of these things to be happening. And it's interesting um, and that then, you would say, like, I, I think those, those events that you're mentioning, like leading up to you know to those things uh can you share any like of of those thoughts or maybe just bits and pieces I I definitely don't want to you know pry but just some of those conversations around those thoughts that you just spoke about for Jordan yeah I mean you know one thing that I realized is that um he he would like and he would even to this point even at 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 you know, 31 years old, he wanted that relationship with his mother. And so he would go above and beyond to reach out to her and try to have that connection with her. And then when she would reject him in whatever way she does, um, or she would go through her own battles, um, it would, then he would then break down all over again. And it's just like, why can't you just love me? You know, like, why can't you just accept me as your child? Why can't we have the relationship that you would, what it appeared to be is that he had, that she had a relationship with all of her other sons. You know, he was the only child that never lived with her. You know, she's got six boys. And so all of these things just circulating in his mind of why, why not me? You know, why is, nothing that I do for you good enough for you to just love me and um those are the you know those are the the resounding stories um that was played in his mind over and over again or like my firstborn who was named after me died he's he's gone he's not with me um you know it was depending on like the circumstance, the different conversations would be brought up about the different losses, but it was just a constant loss. And then, like, after his brother, his godbrother passed away in a car accident, his best friend was incarcerated. So that's another loss. Right. Um, and then the, the, the final thing was he had to put down his dog. So it was just a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, what I what I realized is that when you don't heal from the initial thing, it 
it just piles up like a snowball. Baby. It just rolls Ain't that the over truth. and over and over again. Right. And, um, you know, that, that really was the story of his life. It was just, and, and, but then what, what become what starts to happen is then you, you get this dialogue. That's also a false dialogue because then you start thinking no one around you loves you. No one around you, you can trust. Um, you know, nothing, you know, is, working in your favor or you know you might you might like and that was the thing like because this was a battle so he went through the phases of he knew he he was deserving he knew who god was he knew god was working favor and grace in his life and he had that and he saw me he saw the kids but then when the other flip side was none of us was here for him you know um no one really loved him enough and so it was this back and forth battle that was a a regular thing and and that 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 cycle that you talked about about you know the the, that constant loss and not being able to address that and uh just really trying to keep everything and pull everything together and try to work through that at some point i'm sure that had to get extremely heavy you know, and not be able to, uh, you know, to process thoughts, you know, properly and correctly, you know, and, and emotions, right? Because who do you give that to? Where do you go with that? Um, um, and just to kind of speak to that, you know, like, and, uh, when we talk about Jordan's mom, uh, and you know, uh, like my aunt, yes, she does. She has six boys, but you know, I, I really wish that they're, was a different outcome there, you know, in terms of him understanding her and her understanding what he was going through at the time and being able to, you know, so it, and it's a lot of untold and a lot of untapped things there that we could go on and on for days about, uh, Brandy, you and you and I both know, but, um, with that being said, just, you know, cause I, I grew up with Jordan's, um, uh, brothers you know his three elders his three older brothers uh i i grew up with them and they were like brothers to me and how we were so you know it 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 was there but i think it just kind of got to a point too where a lot of transition happened for a lot of them and things just went completely left and i hate that he was caught up in that and started to experience that but let's let's kind of talk about that experience a little bit um uh like behavior wise for, you know, for Jordan, like you said, I, you said he kind of hit a point, right. Where mm-hmm. things started to be a little bit different with him, his thought process, his behavior. Uh, can you talk to us about some of the types of behavior that Jordan started to exhibit that led you to know, Hey, something's going on with him or, uh, something wasn't right. What were, what were some of the signs yeah. there? I think some of the subtle things were, um, and I, and I'm realizing this hindsight is it's like things I noticed, but now I realize this is definitely a sure sign of maybe depression or mental illness is mm. reliving your story, reliving your pain. And you're not doing it necessarily to help, you know, someone like what we're doing right now, but it's, Every time someone meets you, they're going to know your story. They're going to know the trauma that you've been in. And this was a normal thing Mm -hmm. for him to constantly relive it, whether it was us in the house reliving it and telling it over and over again, or even every person that he met at some point, they were going to know early on what he had gone through. Um, Emotional outbursts. um, A lot of it was... um, you know, spearheaded from uh, outside healing methods. You know, obviously a lot of people go to drinking. Um, and so that would kind of spiral out of control at times. Um, and so it would be a lot of just um, emotional outbursts. I mean, he was hurting. He was hurting. Um, overindulging. And that's in any shape or form. Um, when you notice either someone is overeating or, you know, going out or in his overindulgence, I believe, aside from the drinking was, um, 
spinning, you know, because that yeah. gave himself worth, you know. Yes. Um, and so it, it was the, the, the good heart was always there, but it was bruised. So it made things a little off balance. And so it was the, the idea of um, I, I need to go out and do this and show that I have this so that I, or even myself, know that I've accomplished, you know, mm-hmm. that I, I am worthy regardless of what other people may or may not think about me. Right. And then it was just to kind of prove also that, that proven point to others, like, hey, you see, I don't need you. Look what I have. Look what I've accomplished. I am worthy. I am good enough. And I think that is honestly, that's a sickness in society today, period. A lot of people are dealing with that overindulgence, overspending, um, over... <laughs> over everything, right? <laughs> yeah, over everything. You know, just, and, and it's just that, it's that, it's that idea that you're not good enough and what 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 you have, what you look like defines who you are. And that's just so far from the truth. It's so far from the truth. There's so many lies that we replay in our head. And that's really what mental illness is. It's, it's, it's a, it's a physical side of just the things that you are allowing to replay in your mind over and over again. And the things right. that you're consuming. But then there's also the spiritual side too. And we have to understand like we are spiritual beings and there are after our mind and so those are lies that we're hearing on a regular basis as well so it is a real warfare it really is and if you're not girded up you're very susceptible to not winning that battle here in the physical realm yes i just wanted to interject because i think it's very we talked we touched on that in our last episode about over and over under activities so overeating over drinking abusive drugs abusive alcohol abusive sex because people mm-hmm. ignore that as well you know how we're using each other's bodies to kind of try to satiate the insatiable because that's not really where you're going to find your healing um right. so the fact that you were able to really pinpoint on things that um, you know you noticed as signs and just things that were a little bit different or even a bit more heightened as you know time progressed, I think that that's amazing that it kind of parallels because sometimes we wonder like, are we making these things up? Are we being exaggerative? Because in our community, we're always dismissing our emotions. We're dismissing our physical feelings. Oh, you're being a hypochondriac. You know, if someone's you know emotional. Oh, you're being a, you know dramatic or drama queen or high strong, and that's not necessarily yep. the case. You know, we really may need to have space. So I, I really was, you know, I'm sitting here. I don't I don't want to, like, not engage. But I was really listening to what you were sharing because I know people personally, too. Like, when you mentioned that he, you know, within the first few minutes of knowing him or early on, you would know all of his trauma. And I think that if, you know, if you're watching, there's no judgment here. You know, we're not right. sitting here speaking as doctors or as, you know, experts. We're speaking as women who are striving through experiences and, you know, still having to go through life despite what it presents to us. And we're just navigating it the best that we can. And we really are just trying to share that relatability and connection. And so if you're that person who, when you first meet someone, they know all of your traumas, you may want to seek someone who could really listen and help you navigate those experiences to be a better version of you so that you're not replaying that trauma so that you're not doing it in a way that it's harmful to your mind and harmful to your spirit and it's tormenting you um so and so that you can build healthy relationships that people aren't having a a space where it's like i'm gonna pity you so now i have to you know handle you with kick gloves you want to have healthy relationships with people you don't want people to fear you you don't want them to feel bad for you so i just I'm just sitting here listening to your experience, and I wanted to ask you, too, like, how has this experience affected you? How have you handled it, and how has it affected you emotionally? And, you know, what are some ways that you are coping then and even now with, you know, everything that has gone on, you know, because when you're a wife, you're a support system, you know, you're you're the as society puts us to be the backbone of the family and of everything. So how did you navigate this? You know, it, it, it's been an ongoing learning experience. I've never dealt with this. I've never really seen depression. I've mm-hmm. never uh, lived with 
alcoholism. I've never dealt with a lot of these emotions. I didn't deal a lot with loss. My child was my first loss. So it was like us losing our child together. We were also on this journey together. So, um, and you know, I, I would say, Definitely, like, I've been on a spiritual journey. He he was actually the one who introduced me to Christ. So there were, there were times when things got really, really rough. Like, like in order for me not to break, I had to lean on God. Um, but then, you know, I was also looking to my husband for a lot of things. And it would kind of shake my faith, you know, or, or I could kind of just say, okay, well, it's easier for me to just kind of follow his lead. And it was, and that's like the, the hard thing is like when you, when you have a husband that you want to put in that seat who, who is rightly deserving yeah. of that seat to lead your family and you know it, like my husband, like that man was a man of God. Like he knew the Lord. He had spiritual discernment. Like he had it. And that's why I know I, I see the enemy's attack on his life so much stronger too, because he would like, like there was a mission that he was here to accomplish. And so I, I realized that um, it's hard trying to have that balance because at one point it's like, I am trusting that you're hearing from God and you're leading us the right way and, and you're guiding us and you're making great decisions. But then you go over here and you make a terrible decision and it's like, I, I don't want to always be combative with you, but I have to also call out, and I'm a wise woman as well. Right. And I can dumb down who I am and say, no, we cannot keep making these decisions either. So it was hard. I mean, we definitely, we, I mean, we were young love as well. You know, got married in our early 20s. Um, and so it was healing over, you know, our son, getting to know each other, getting to know ourselves. Um, there were times when he wanted me to be his therapist and I would mm. let him know, like, I'm not, I can't be like, I'm, I, I don't have a degree in that. And right. Honest, right. I'm going to, I'm a, I'm a realist. Like I, I, I really do keep it real. <laughs> um, <laughs> and sometimes it, sometimes the truth hurts and sometimes it can be a little strong and maybe sometimes he didn't need that. You know, maybe he needed more of the, the caring side of me. But then I'm also going through like, all right, but I'm tired. You're trying to learn as well and trying to deal with yeah. it as well, right? And yeah. To, and I'm trying to learn. And I'm trying to even understand, okay, is this, are you, are you crying wolf? Or are you, is, is you know, and, and that's, the, mm-hmm. that's the hard part about it is when you have someone that is dealing with this battle and it's so strong that it's so yo-yo sometimes. Right. So it's like, I don't know if what you're really going through right now is really from the depths of your heart or you are just wanting your way right now, you know? And so, um, because when someone is dealing to the type, to the amount of hurt where this is like the, the, the final straw and they, and they do, you know, pass away by suicide, you have to understand that there was a, there was a fail that no one saw. Mm-hmm. And so when there's any type of veil, there's a lot of white lies. There's a lot of covering up. There's a lot of just right. things that you're not aware of. So you start to see that in like the day-to-day life, you know, right. and, 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 and just self, when you're talking about self-love in general, if you're not in that space, a lot of people will not be honest with who they are. And so they do start to just kind of, fabricate certain things and Mm -hmm. so for me as a wife like there were certain things he just couldn't like you can't you can't cover it right he can't right he can't tell you the sky is blue when you clearly see it's gray today because you know what's good right right exactly exactly um but i did start to notice like years down that because of things that he went through as a child, the things he was given as a mm-hmm. child, different things that mm-hmm. I, I finally started to notice, like, mm, all right, like this may not quite be what it appears to be. And so, um, it was, a it was definitely a very tough balance, especially like what you said earlier, taboo about, I mean, like, uh, mental health is taboo. 
especially right. like you said in the black community, mm-hmm. minority community, um, uh, you know, underprivileged community. Yes. Um, because it shows a sign of weakness. But this is what's been taught. It, it really is a right. sign of strength. If you want to be honest, say that it's part, a Brandy. Sign of strength. If you can be honest with what you're going through, who you are, and say, hey, this is who I am, take it or leave it, I need some help, et cetera, et cetera. And and so I had to also be, like, at at one point, I'm like, okay, you need help. I want to get you help. Let's try to get you help. We tried to do that. But then at the same time, it's like, he didn't want anyone. Right. He didn't want anyone in our business. He didn't want me to, you know, talk about some of the real issues that were going on. And so... It's like my my loyalty as a wife, it was conflicted all the time because it's like I wanna respect you as my husband and and, and 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 I feel like, you know, if I go against certain things, like it's gonna be all hell in my home. So yeah. it's just, you know, it, it it's a hard balance. Like yeah. for sure. Like, I mean, I used to be stressed out <laughs> i mean there were there were some days and some situations that were just so crazy that it was just like <sighs> like lord and i i i can't only i can only imagine brandy uh because you and i have had uh a couple of conversations um you know and sharing our experiences with that you know and what that's like trying to support and be that, you know, be that person for, you know, for your husband, you know, because uh, you and I have discussed that, um, you know, my ex-husband also dealt with, you know, mental health issues and, you know, the effects of what that was on our household and not having people in your business, not wanting to, you know, reach out for help or to say anything and you know that it's there. So, um, and... I also wanted to, you know, like, and even ask this, because I, I know with, uh, with, with my ex, it was a situation of, um, you know, and I don't want to get too deep into it because again, of course, we're not doctors when it comes to this, but just knowing what we know, um, based off our experience, he was diagnosed with, um, uh, well, it was said that he had schizophrenia, right? And, you know, uh, but actually that wasn't what it was. He suffered from, uh, bipolar uh, disorder and it you know escalated like you said from little things of not get not seeking the help uh agitating it with alcohol out al- you know just all the things that you know weren't there were there did you did did jordan at any time ever like see a doctor did he ever you know was it ever diagnosed or this was literally just something you guys were dealing with and battling in your household what it seems like almost alone, right? You know? Right, right. Um, we did, um, on a few different occasions, um, seek outside help. Um, you know, the one time he went to counseling and he immediately afterwards was just like, oh, this man can't help me. My, you know, my life is too heavy for him. Um, and he never wanted to go mm. back. Um, he uh, went to a doctor and um, this was like a, I think a psychologist and um, they prescribed him some medications. It did not do well with him at all. So he got off and it was like immediately like it didn't mix with his blood type right or something, but it like he had a like real just out there episode and we were just like, no. And I'm be honest, I'm not a, I'm not a believer in pharmaceuticals. Um, we wasn't walking around with pharmaceuticals hundreds of years ago. Uh, don't need them now. And I I just don't trust them. I've done too much research on, on the effects of the body and different things. And, Mm -hmm. um, it really plays with your chemical imbalance. Um, but, um, but he did give it a shot. It, It did not do well. Um, and he even actually, um, went to the hospital for a little bit and, he was there for a few days and they released him saying nothing was wrong. Mm. So same, um, same. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I couldn't even, even me as a wife, I'm like, no guys, like, please keep him in longer. Right. Like, no, at least fully detox, let him like really just, you know, just 
bit more. And they wouldn't do it. They It was up to him and his will, and if he didn't want to stay, and they didn't see anything necessarily wrong. Um, they felt like he was good to go. Um, and so they let yeah. him go, you know? And so, yeah. um, you know, throughout this journey, though, like, I, like I, I have to explain the stress, stress again. Like, this is, like, it's a spiritual, like, balance that we have to have and understand like when that body is laying there gone lifeless you have to understand that there was a spirit functioning that body and when you understand that you take away that that lens of just seeing everything so fleshly and you have to understand that there there is so much spiritual attacks going on that we just don't see with our our physical eyes and I witnessed that and that's mm-hmm. why I know no that like even God I felt like was was like saying like this is not something that the hospital can fix this is not something that this medicine can fix this is something that only coming to me and allowing me to to fill your heart and to take that burden from you that's the only thing that's going to heal that broken heart and he had glimpses and signs of that there was times when like he like really was in a good space just not even two years ago he got to a space where i mean he was like completely sober eating healthy working out going to the gym i mean like i promise you and i told him this like those two three months was probably like some of the best years of our marriage because he was there like he was present i was present i was going clean with him i wasn't drinking toting that it was just right. like really like okay we we doing this purification together like we're we're seeking God we're we're getting back to the love and it was so amazing like it was so refreshing and I just I just knew like okay like my prayers are answered like this is it you know but then another it another kind of heavy weight hit us and then it kind of took them took him back down and this was like probably a few months before COVID hit Mm. Mm. and COVID has definitely impacted several people's mental health you know with between you know that isolation you know a lot of people even go out and meet other people and now I'm being restricted so you have to stay in the house this hysteria of fear I just want to be clear too because we are touching on COVID and I don't want this episode to be flagged we are not dismissing the um the urgency of COVID or the reality of COVID. We right. are just specifically speaking on how it's affecting um, mental wellness. Um, a lot of people have struggled. Um, I've seen so many different things, heard different stories. Um, I, I love, you know, watching Fix My Life and um, just even like listening to different people's perspectives on mental wellness. I love self-help books. And so a lot of people definitely experienced a lot of mental turmoil Um, Because you have to deal with yourself. And when you're so busy with being on the go versus now, you have to stay still. Even working from home, it's still kind of like, because it's like you have no boundaries. There's no time. There's no boundaries with work versus home versus relax. But, you know, there's, it's all together now. So I think that, you know, with you, thank you again for sharing, you know, just everything that you shared, but especially with that part too, because, it's affected everyone. And for you all to live in the same house and now this is just in your face constantly, um, you know, I, I I can only imagine. Um, I did want to just quickly touch on a couple of things because you talked about the body versus the spirit. And my mom had um, listened to a sermon by the late uh, Pastor G.E. Patterson, and he talked about how, you know, you could be interacting with someone, but once you cut them off or, you know, whatever the separation is, you meet somebody else and it's the same spirit. So I think that, you know, the fact that you were able to identify that is extremely important. I also wanted to share um, just a couple of key terms, like psychiatrist is someone who you see for, you know, mental concerns and they can prescribe you drugs. And then there's psychologists who you would speak to. They're, you know, a therapist that you speak to about your, you know, mental or emotional wellness. Um, and then we are in no way... I just want to, again, be very careful and mindful to all of our listeners. We are in no way saying one way is the way, whatever your practice is, whatever God is, if you're understanding, that is okay. 
also if you are because i i'm with you i'm not really big on prescriptions and i believe in advocacy i'm someone who has gone to therapy for two years after battling cancer i am also a survivor of a suicide attempt and so i understand a lot of these these things that you're sharing i understand them firsthand and i just want to say to our listeners if you choose to take something that is okay too we are in no way you know um trying to harm anyone with our perspectives this is simply a young woman who is a woman of god and sharing her experience and we are so thankful that you are taking this time because what you mentioned earlier was so poignant you know sometimes our transparency or our vulnerability is seen as weakness when really it's our strength and like you said too when we share you know, we could share the trauma or we could share so we could heal someone else and bring a light to someone else. Right. And you are definitely a light today. We are just, I just, yeah. I, I mean, seriously, I'm just listening to you and I'm like, wow, because Ken and I talk, you know, like we, again, the whole premise of our, <laughs> our platform is that as women who are doing our thing in this industry, we also go through everyday things like everyone else, despite what media looks like. And we just want to kind of create a safe space to talk about that and talk about it with everyone else. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have shared with her that in the past, and I'm careful, I'm, I'm being taught to be mindful of how I speak in the past. I always felt like, Oh my God, life is hard. So it's like, you know, it's because it's a, it, it's, it's a, you know, you get triggered. Now I have, you know, tools to help me navigate and say, no, did you see the whole world? What do you know about yourself? I'm very transparent about it. And um, I think that, you know, again, just us having these conversations to let people know they're not alone in these experiences and how it affects other people. Because at that time, I wasn't thinking about hurting someone else. I was just thinking about, I want to end this pain right now. Um, you know, I am a woman of God. I'm a child of God. And that decision that I made at that time did not take away from that. And like you said, he was a discerning man. The gifts of God are irrevocable. That's scripture, you know? So it's, his choice didn't take away from what God instills in him. And I think, too, that we, because we, when we're still here on this side, we try to make so much sense of why, or what happened, or what could have been done differently. And it, everything is as it should have been, even if it's painful. And that's something that I, I think about, you know, a lot too. Um, so I just, I, I wanted to ask you, did you have more words of, or any words of encouragement, you know, because listening to someone who is on the other side of that, um, it's really, really emotional and, and, and heart-wrenching. So I just, do you have words of encouragement that you want to share with others who are, you know, on the other side who are survivors of someone who's a loved one that has transitioned or passed away, you know, at the expense of suicide? Yeah, and, you know, it's, I wanted to touch on um, something you said, um, you know, as far as the gifts are irrevocable mm. and understanding in my situation, like, who my husband and And one thing God gave me revelation on after all this happened was suicide is is really a homicide um, because hmm. it is a spiritual, physical battle. It really is. And I saw it firsthand leading up to my husband passing the days prior i saw the warfare that was going on i literally saw him being attacked by the enemy and when you understand what is going on behind the scenes you you know that it is not a person in their right mind that is doing it um it is lies being thrown over and over again that there's no other way that there's no way out, that you're not worthy, that no one would care if you did it anyway. All of these things are playing in your mind right. when that's happening. So it, it's not you in your right mind saying, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't care about everything that I have. No, it's literally believing all of those lies. And so, um, because I know a lot of people have a, like who deal with it, there's a lot of anger that's associated when someone passes that way. And I really hope to just be that vessel to clear things up in that realm as well and say, like, like if you understood where they were and what they were dealing with, right. you would understand, like, you would have such a forgiving heart and saying, man, like, I just wish you didn't even have to have those thoughts. 
um, to, to even be in that position. Um, and so, um, it's just, as, just so that's one bit of advice. Um, like I said earlier, just you know, if you're battling with it, don't be ashamed. Um, we all go through phases, some just last longer than others, some people have gone through more than others, but don't be ashamed to admit that you're not okay, that you're not feeling like you're strong enough to handle what, what you're dealing with. Um, I'm gonna always give the advice to see God because He knows us inside and out, so He knows what is gonna help you heal, He knows what's gonna help me heal. For me, it's spending time with him, in his word, talking to him, communicating. Like, he talks to me on a regular basis because I have just said, I have, I've surrendered to you. And for some people, it may be, okay, he's going to line you up with a great counselor um, or a good network of people um, to, you know, just get out of your own mind or to get the things off your heart that's on your heart. But he's the best one that's going to be able to direct your path. So I'm always going to say, like, do that first more than anything. Because when God, he will answer. And that is one thing I know without a shadow of a doubt. He does not stay silent. He will not leave you. If you come to him and, and just be humble and say, hey, I just don't know what to do, he'll guide you. Um, Absolutely. And Standing like your value, like we have to get out of this mindset. And and this is, I'm, I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking, I know, to everyone. Because at some point, we have compared our life to someone else. And we all know that social media is a huge, has a huge effect on that. Um, but even your parents, your siblings, your cousins, your friends, they all impose their opinions on who you are and right. they have helped shape you since you were younger and told you who you are. And so we have to get back to like that creation. Like what, who were we, like you said, gifts come with our repentance. What gifts did God put in me from before I even came to this earth? Like what was in me? And, and, and that will lead you to living in your purpose. I think so many people are living in someone else's purpose and not their own that they're miserable and so you right. you don't know who you are you don't have identity because you are in this field to make money or you're in this field because your mother told you this is the way to go and you are miserable and so you're lost because you don't know what's going to make you happy you're thinking what you're doing is supposed to make you happy but it's not so then it just throws your whole mental off so if you if you don't know what your gifts are, seek God. He'll show them to you. Right. If you do know what your gifts are, stop throwing them to the wayside and live in them. Your gifts will make room for you. Yes. Some people, like, you, you get so worried about how am I going to be able to live in this? Like, oh, this doesn't make it much yep. money. Or da -da -da -da. Don't Always the how. That. Always the how. That's oh, where we get yeah. stuck. <laughs> like you, you worried about the wrong thing. If God gave you the gift, he's going to be sure to show you how to use it and how to live in it. And, it. and you may have to balance it out with your job right now while you're building it. You may go cold turkey and be like, all right, God, look, I'm completely done with, with living this life. I'm done. Okay, I just want to do what you called me to do and let him lead you. But when you start working and living in your gift, you're living in your purpose, then you have a fulfillment that this world cannot give you. And it also can't take it away from you. And so just living your gifts, know who you are, have that self-value. Like I have I I instill in my kids right now, like I don't care if not one person on this earth likes you. Know that you are loved by God and love yourself. That's it. Period. That's all that matters. We, we get too caught up in how many friends we have, how many friends we don't have. I, I was, I've always been a social butterfly, and you know how many people stabbed me in my back and turned on me, and like, you know, I was the one that brought all the friends together, and then they go off and branch off and have their own separate friendships without me. You know, like, <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. If I was able to be a vessel to bring people together and and and, and find that happiness, cool. But I realized, like, I need to spend more time with me. Yeah. I need to spend more yeah. time like, being okay 
with just being with myself, with my family, with God. And that's right. it. Everything else is like, it doesn't matter. And that's the most it's significant relationship, right? Because we talked about those relationships. That's the most significant relationship that we have to take time to cultivate is the one with ourselves. Because regardless yeah. of what... How many likes, how many friends, how many this, that, and the third. It does not matter if you don't know who you are. Um, yeah. You know, so it, 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 you know, and we can go, you you said so many great things, Brandy, that, and we could go right. on for days and we can have this conversation. I'll sit here like this all that girl and you know, we could, you know, so, but I know we got to wrap this up, you know, uh, we don't uh, want to take up too much more of your time, but you did mention, uh, and you talked about your gifts so beautifully and, you know, learning those things. So if you could uh, just really quickly tell, tell, you know, I, I didn't give, I, I wish I could have gave you a, even a better introduction of who you are, because you are also a woman of many talents and many things. So, um, and we know that this experience uh, with, uh, with Jordan has brought you to a whole new level uh with your relationship with god and the gifts that god has given you so if you could just share that with us really quickly and just tell everybody where they can you know potentially reach out to you or reach you if they want to you know maybe continue the conversation yeah no definitely um i um you know when everything happened um i was flat on my face and i was just like okay, what do I do now? Like me and my husband have been entrepreneurs for the last 10 years. We were transitioning into a new city. So we hadn't reestablished that particular business here. Um, and it was, it was also something that neither one of us was passionate about again. Right. It was miserable. If you want to be honest, like the work itself was miserable. Like we didn't have right. really any joy in it, but if the money was good. Right. And so it was like, well, okay, I'm not going back to that what am I going to do? And I just began to just seek God. Like, all right, I'm listening, God. What, like, the first thing that came to me was like, and, and this is words from my husband's mouth before he came, was exposing what the enemy has done. And mm. it was a fire lit in me because I too struggled with that in my spirituality. Like, I struggled with that. I was like, how can a God that loves us so much create an enemy? And da 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 And God made it so clear to me so that I would not ever doubt that again. And that that fire was lit under me to to do that. But I didn't know how. I didn't know what that looked like. It was just like, okay. And it was like he would begin to send people to me to, to like, just place little nuggets. And he put in me that he wants me to write a book. And I've never really wanted to write a book in my life. Um I do have a way with words, but I just really never really looked at writing a book. But that was like the first thing to share my story. And then he began to show me that I'm also going to be an instrument of hope. And it won't just be writing. It won't just be me speaking, but it'll also be getting back to music. And I was a, a secular music artist. I like 11, 12 years ago, um, did the whole nine yards, signed artists, everything. And then I left for my family, for Christ. And it was something that just always would resurface. Like, man, I just feel like that was the one thing, even after I went and I mean, I've had a catering business. I've had, you know, beauty businesses. I've had all of these things, but I kind of get bored with them quickly or just, it just didn't fulfill me. And he brought back around my gift that he gave me like and and I've just been elated to be able to say dang now I can like that's how good God is like he's like I just want you to serve me I, you're still gonna be able to love what you do and you're gonna be fulfilled in it but just do it for me like do it with holiness do it with goodness like spread goodness to other people tell people about me and so now I'm going into more like music ministry um and um i'm working on a music project right now um, my book is gonna have a soundtrack to it so i'm really excited about that um and then just honestly like just bringing awareness bridging the gap between mental health and spiritual awareness because we so much don't connect the dots and that's yeah. why a lot of people aren't getting free from it you know they may get free for a certain time point but then they kind of drift back because 
that's why the scripture says keep your mind stayed on Jesus. It's because like he, like God knows that is the, the most fragile place for us is our mind and it's so important to just really like go full throttle in like protecting our mind right and so i just you know i hope that sharing my experience through music through speaking through writing um through fashion um because i love fashion and that's another thing god you know was just like yep you're gonna still be able to look cute and do your stuff you know because <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't waste the pretty that's right we gotta maintain we gotta maintain out here because we don't want to I'm, I don't want Instagram to cut us off. Uh, where can yeah. our where can our uh, listeners reach you? Where can you know what's your your handle? What's your email? Um, so it's the real Bree B R E E Duval D U V A L. The real Bree Duval. Um, that would be like the easiest place I have. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, actually still a GoFundMe site up. Um, I've literally been living off faith for the last five months since my husband went into the hospital. Um, he was there over a month or I'm sorry, almost a month. Um, so uh, my cash app and my GoFundMe, if you feel in your heart to donate, please do. If not, it's totally fine. I just, I appreciate being able to speak with you guys today and bless you. Um, and then my music will be on there. And then also, um, if you need to get in touch with me, um, you can email me at let Bree hear it, um, for at gmail.com for any types of bookings. Love so, it. again, so much for being with us today. I wanted to share really quickly because we always do a beauty secret, and our beauty secret today is if you need help, get help. Just like you need assistance with your eyebrows, go get professional help right, ask for, for your it. mental concerns. Um, there we go. And I want to personally also share that there is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, um, 800-273-8255. I have personally tried this number, and they are kind. They are helpful. Feel no shame. Um, you can you don't have to be on a public platform all the time. However, if you just need assistance, feel no shame in getting that. Uh, we are so, like Kit said, we could go on and on and yes. on. But I, just, I don't want you to cut off mid-sentence. Uh, Woman of Exodus, we are so thankful that you tuned in thank you everyone for your engagement we had definitely had even some a uh, strong black brother that i know personally who was just like listen yeah men are not really considered when it comes to mental health so we thank you so much for sharing your late husband's experience sharing what your experience is like as a survivor on the other end and how god is using you um and we will talk to you all yes soon. grateful to you b yeah. thank you thank you yes thank you ladies i really do appreciate it thank you everyone for tuning in Yes. Have a beautiful time, and we will talk to y'all next time. Peace.